Jacques, is it Shamila? Shamia. Shamila, yeah. Shamila, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like, John, but with a H. Okay, perfect. And John, perfect. and mine is John. John, not John. Oh, it's no, John? Oh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I wish I was that interesting, Steve. I'm not that interesting. Well, mine's Steve, but there's a silent Q at the beginning. And, no, uh, that's uh, Steve. Just, just so don't even worry. I would about say it. I would say Steve with the Q. So I'm I'm glad you told me it's without the Q. Most people do. I like to clarify that because it just gets awfully confusing. It's really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> uh, no, John, Shamila, Jacques. It is a pleasure to talk to you. I let me say in all honesty, if Joy is a film, it's The Umbrella Man, and I loved wow. it. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. That's so cool. It, it it really is. It's just so much fun uh, from top to you. You both are great, and the script is really fun and and tight. Um, John, I just want where where'd the film come from? Let's start. Let's start with you. Um. Yeah. I um. I wanted to make. I'd made a, a slice of life film called Bunny Chow, um, and I was really looking for a new challenge, um, and I wanted to do justice to one of my favorite genres, which um, is, 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 cape, is caper and heist. Um, and then I wanted to set it in, in something that was universally accessible, um, which was a street carnival. And we have a fantastic street carnival with lots of history. Um, and uh, I just thought that would be a, a great fit. So I set about writing this about 15 years ago. And for some reason, nobody liked it. I, I was kind of, I just, I thought I was going crazy. I was like, it's a beautiful community. It's a fun thing. It's entertaining, but it's also got some serious beats to it. Like, how can nobody like it? And, and then the local funders, they hated it. I don't know if they just really hated Bunny Chow. They hated me because I had a lot of attitude when I was young. <laughs> but, um, and the, the comedians I was with had a lot of attitude. But we got turned down uh, all the time and we couldn't get funding together. So it took forever and it, it's grown from, when I look at that early script from like 2008, I'm like, thank God, thank God it took us this long to make the film. I, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm shocked that people weren't interested because the film is fun. And it's a lot of fun. Um, I thought I was going crazy. Like, what, I'm like, why, is pe why are people not getting it? I don't understand. So yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, Shamila, Jacques, uh, just from, from your perspective, what has it excited you the most about being a part of the film? I think just also the, the genre of the film is something that I've never explored in my career. Um, the, the heist, the, the, the comedy heist, the, the, the cultural aspect, you know, as shooting in the book up as, all coming from the same kind of background as telling this incredible story that is pure entertainment, you know, littered with some of the best music that just makes you want to move. What about this film does not make you want to be a part of it? Yeah. Mm. No, I also feel like it's got, it's got that, like, it's got international stakes, you know what I mean? Like the, again, because of the genre uh, and then for it to be set in the context of something that is, that is so specific, so local. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it was a fantastic opportunity, a fantastic opportunity, and I think it plays out deliciously. Yeah, it really does. Um, and you know, you mentioned, and forgive me if I'm saying the the bow cop, bow bow cop. That's bo -cop. cool. Yeah, 
yeah. the bullcrap community is is very much its its own character within the film um and and seems to be so important to the storytelling i was wondering why what is it about the area the life of the bullcrap community that that brings life to the film for you um well i i mean that community was um is marginalized i mean even that's the old slave quarters i mean they were on the top of the hill the, the those houses look are really romanticized and look really beautiful now but in the old days they were kind of the slaves were put up on that hill they were like tiny little areas and they were we don't want to see you we, we want to be up on the hill so for all that time that communities kind of thrived on its own and escaped apartheid uh, firstly uh, and um, and when District Six, which is a community which is very similar to the Burkhop, was destroyed, um, the a lot of the residents fled and hid uh, in the Burkhop. So um, I think that it's it's always held, uh, it's always romanticized, and it survived survived apartheid because District Six was pulled down, was bulldozed, and the Burkhop was next. Mm. But Thankfully to the Muslim community and the people in there, they were very clever in, in keeping the apartheid government at bay for long enough until in the 80s things changed and then they just couldn't do what they'd done in the 60s and 70s. So I think it's the fact that it survived through all of that pressure um, also makes it very special and it makes the people from that community very um, uh, protective of that culture and that area. And, you know, so... There's that, and unfortunately, the people that own those houses are being tempted by, by big corporate business to sell off that property. And so there's gentrification is a, is a big thing. But um, there's so many uh, rules and, and um, a sense of humor about that community that's very specific to, to them um, that it was just so beautiful to tell that story based in that community because their music is unique, their sense of humor is unique, their sense of community and fighting for each other is just something that comes naturally. So I think it wasn't hard for us to, uh, it's, it was very authentic that uh, all those elements in the film are, are actually true. And it's also not, it's also, <laughs> It would be so beautiful if it was if it was a historical story. If it was uh, that this is what used to happen in the past, but there are still communities within within Cape Town uh, that are that are because it's prime land. There's uh, people oh. are it's beautiful. The the tourists that want to be there, uh, and when there's international money that comes into uh, like the the dollar speaks, and so there are locals who are being. Uh, forced out of the land and communities are needing to stand together to be able to uh, to be able to literally fight them off. Uh, yeah. we, we worked a lot with, uh, there were a lot of people who, were, who live in that community uh, who were part of the film, um, part of the minstrels, part of the musicians. Uh, I was speaking to one gentleman who said he he knows his history and he's trying to teach his children the, the history, but it's not going to mean as much to them as what it meant to him. So he's put it, uh, I don't know what you call it. He's put like a trust on the, on the, on the property where it has to stay in the family. They are not allowed. Once he dies, they are not allowed to sell it um, to be able to make sure that, th that the legacy remains theirs. Uh, that even though the, the, 
the receivers of that history may, it may not know the details of it. The land belongs to them, or at least he, what he's trying to do for his home is make sure that his, that, that his kids don't get tempted, like John was saying, uh, by the money. That, see, it was, it was interesting, so interesting to me in the film that the, the real villains, if you will, the real bad guys are the ones that are trying to, you know, they talk about gentrification. We're going to rebuild this thing. And there's, there's this clinging to, no, no, this is, this is our place. Not, we're, you know, I know they don't say this in the film, but don't drop a Starbucks on any corner. Uh, you know, the, this sort of mm -hmm. attitude. And I, I thought that was a fascinating aspect of the, of the story. Um, and now I, I see it's so rooted in the in the history, and uh, as well, I did not, I would never heard of Second New Year. Yeah. Um, also, again, rooted in history, I thought that was so fascinating. Um, yeah, terrible part of our of our history is that the the colonial masters were were having their their revelry on the first of January, and they they obviously didn't want to then have to clean up after themselves, so they wouldn't allow their slaves to, to have the day off on the on um, the 1st of January. They only allowed them one day off a year, and that was on the 2nd of January, so they could celebrate on the 2nd. So it was called the Tweed and Yar. And then the minstrels, when they were emancipated, they celebrated on that on that day. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's wonderful. I, you know, with that in mind, there's a line in the film that caught my attention. I wanted to get your, your opinion on it. Uh, see what you thought, but there's a line where one person says, "There, the only response to outrageous pain is outrageous love," yeah. and uh, I, it really sticks out to me. And especially as we 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 sort of talk about the the depth of the the location in the film, but I was wondering, is, do you think that's correct? And and if so, what does that mean? Yeah, I think that I think that everything that 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 community had to deal with. The only way that they survived and the only way they got through it is through a strong sense of comedy and an idea that 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 love will will overcome. You know, all kinds of drama that you have to go through and survive in your life. And if you live your life seeing the silver lining and seeing the love rather than the hate, you know, that's the only way to get through that. And, and it has to be true. Like that line has to be true. Otherwise, we're in trouble. The, 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 you can get, you, otherwise it's so overwhelming, the hopelessness, the, the size yeah. of the, the obstacles uh, that we have to face as, as a world, you know, I mean, there is a war going on there um, um, in Europe. There is not to mention the, the hundreds of wars that, that have, that have, that have been going on constantly that don't get as much, uh, as much publicity uh, um, as this one, but, but the, the the only thing we can do is believe in a in in a love that there is an empathy that we hopefully can show each other to be able to find to be able to build a future together. Mm. Get through mm. the cuck. Mm. <laughs> yeah, get through all the cuck. Intrinsically, we are that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know we're we're running out of time, but uh, just before we go. One last, one last question for. Well, actually, we'll I'll focus on Shamila and Jacques on this one. You, you're, you're, you paint yourselves as Robin Hoods. I was just wondering. There's a line even in the film is that it's not a crime to steal from criminals. So, Jacques, uh, Shamila is is Jacques' troop, the bad guys in this film, or or 
What do you think? It's such, it's such a difficult line to like tread, but I mean, because I, at the end of the day, they are stealing, they are criminals. It is a, you know, a bad thing that they're doing. But if you look at it in the context of the film, I'm just like there's so many, <laughs> it's such a difficult line to tread because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, okay, legally they're in the wrong, but it's, where they're coming from also it's like they for for generations they have not been allowed to win right Mm. so it comes from the struggle that it's like there's just no way out there's always a guy there is always a a ceo there's always someone that's just gonna give you the the door in your face and and give you a no and um, so to get around that is to steal from the institution that wouldn't give you an opportunity and Yes, it's illegal, but at the end of the day, you're like, they're insured. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> For me, the, the answer to that question is totally based on whose story is this? This is Jerome and his troop story. And in his narrative, he is the hero. They're the heroes. When we, make, when, we make, when, we make, when we tell the bank story, I'm happy to be the, to play the villain. <laughs> That is a very good point. I like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, and then for the record, I was on board with Jerome and his, his truth. Yeah. yeah. No, because, because, because they are fundamentally the good guys, no matter which way you slice the pie. They're doing a bad thing, but they're the good guys. It is, it is interesting to see Jerome sort of talk about it and sort of the way he sort of processes it and he's like, well, you know you're a fan yeah. of Robin Hood and it's like oh, okay yeah. all right fair <laughs> enough. um no honestly uh to you all it is the film is absolutely wonderful and I, I say that absolutely genuinely too I had so much fun and it really is a special treat so thank you so much uh for the chance to to speak with you and uh, I wish you the best at the film festival this year amazing thank, thank you so, so very, very much. much thanks so much thanks so much